We have reached the end of another season of Game of Thrones. It is bittersweet, bitter, because it could be over a year until we get to see the final series of this epic saga. But sweet because of all the awesome stuff that happened. John and Daenerys finally hooking up after all this time. John's true parentage being discovered. The White Walkers have broken through the wall. And we got all our favourite characters all meeting together in the Dragon Pit at King's Landing. The episode was called The Dragon and the Wolf. So I think we all knew who was going to couple up by the end of it and what might have been revealed by Bran and his visions and Samuel Tarly as well. But to unpack it all, Dino is back at Dean on Air on Twitter and you can hear him on Nova 100. Let's get into it. The final episode of Valar Podcasters for this year. Cock chat. <laughs> the episode starts with cock chat. Do you know, Dean, this is the, the saddest day possible yeah. because it's the longest possible time until more Game of Thrones. And aren't the gaps getting bigger? Well, they're saying the next season might not even be out next year. That's a lot to take in. <laughs> Winter is coming eventually. Considering we promise. how dense the action was, they've just mm. injected into our veins. <laughs> week after week. I know. And you get used to it, don't you? I guess with only seven weeks, maybe it's not as bad. Oh. It already feels like it's ending when it started. First impressions out of 10 for this last episode. Would you be prepared to rate it out of 10? Yeah, I maybe... I don't think it would crack an eight, but I think it would be a high seven. All right, I'm going to go flat eight. Yeah, okay. Season. Season, 8.5. 8.9 for me. <laughs> Wow. I'll just give it a nine. <laughs> Ridiculous. Now, wow. you give it a, not a low rating, but not a eight, nine or ten, because you, you're saying predictable. A lot of things predictable. Yeah, but that is, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I just think we got what we thought we would get. Like, I, if someone had said to me, how do you reckon the final episode's going to end? I would say probably with John and Danny hooking up, mm-hmm. but also everyone knows by now that they're, um, or the viewers all know by now that they're auntie and nephew. Yep. So I would have said that. And also my original thought was that the final episode would end with the Night King touching a dragon and turning it into a zombie. And that happened one early for you. Then, and So knowing that, I would have said, well, then I guess they'll break the wall down. Now, oh, we're going to get to that. But was that fire <laughs> or ice the dragon was spewing? I don't know, man. I think it might have been ice fire. Ice fire. Yeah. Because it, cool. it melted ice, but it looked blue. Hey, i got to say the Night King uh, looks cooler than Khaleesi while riding a dragon. Oh, really? No, just karma. More yeah. maniacal. Yeah, actually. But he's always chill, isn't he? Khaleesi's- Even when he has to throw the javelin to win the World Cup, he just, you know, nails it. Khaleesi's got a never-ending story, like, wonderment ch- thing about it. Mm. He's more like... <laughs> yeah. It's like Falcor on one hand and then, like, I don't know, Ringwraith on the other. <laughs> yeah. So, very, a lot of women in power in this episode, a lot of strong female characters, yeah. particularly the sisters, which is interesting that they started it with two idiots just talking about dicks. That's it. Actually, I did like um, when they were talking about how the Unsullied um, have zero in the penis department, yeah. and then the Dothraki come in who have, like, a thousand in the penis department. <laughs> like, if you ever need to make up for lack of macho masculinity, yep. bring in the Dothraki, and it just balances out instantly. And the noise they make when they ride their horses. Yep, they, they, they love it in the saddle. Love it. All right, so where do we go to? Um, well, so we kind of had a, a whole bunch, a whole bunch of characters all just meeting up as if to sort of Kind of just wipe the slates. Like, you've all been on all your wacky journeys. Some of you have died. Some of you have, you know, all of you have all these things that happened. Let's get you all back in one room. Take stock. 
Okay. Let's go. So it was like a reunion episode of The Real Housewives. They get everyone on the couch to talk about what <laughs> is happening. A very special episode, yeah. <laughs> Basically like a Comic-Con. Precisely. <laughs> um, and Daenerys was fashionably late. Yeah, and what did uh, Cersei describe her as? The silver-haired bitch. Yeah. Man, Cersei was just the buzzkill at that meeting at the Coliseum. Mm. I know it's not called the Coliseum. But let's call it the Colosseum. Do you, do you know what it is called? What? The Dragon Pit. Oh, that's way better. Let's yeah. call it the Dragon Pit. <laughs> um, I love the Hound checking on their uh, their captor on the ship. Like, yeah. Because it, it would go quiet for some time, wouldn't it? The zombie that they've caught. I know. And I think another reason why he tapped on it, Ben, was so that later on you'd know that it was in there. Yeah. Because otherwise, I mean, they still did a bit of, though, like, is it actually alive? Yeah. Maybe that was like, let's show that it's alive. And then when they tip it over, the stakes are higher because the hound will be like, I thought it was alive. Yes. Yeah. That was so cool when they did at the Dragon Pit where it just ran for Cersei. Yeah. And I was kind of like, what's holding it back? Like, because like, if it was just chained to the box, the box would go with it. Yeah. But he, the hound was holding the chain. Oh, okay. Come here, boy. Like reeling in a just marlin. Just enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, yes. Like reeling in a marlin, which is something... <laughs> We both do regularly. I have so many Marlin. <laughs> so many Marlin. I've got four reels on the go right now. <laughs> um, this season has been really big, though, for like little one-on-one characters coming together, chatting about what they've been through. We like saw it. Tyrion up in, yeah. and uh, what's his name when they're walking to the Dragon Pit, our friend. That Podrick? Got, uh, yeah. Podrick and uh, Jamie's mate. Oh, Bron. Bron, that was a great interaction because yeah. they genuinely loved each other. They yeah, well, I mean, Bron saved Tyrion's life when they were at the Eyrie. Like, yep. he was Tyrion's champion, like Tyrion's defender. Bron's so, incredible, yeah. incredibly likable too, I found, yeah. I thought, his character. There are a few characters who just um, just became more and more likable as the series gone on. Like, T- Tormund is another one. Now, is that another symptom of the TV writers? I think so. I think we, when you write a show, you can fall in love with a character, I think. But is that a problem? Is that inconsistent? I don't know. Other shows do it. Other shows do it all the time. Sure. They'll have characters and they keep them in just because they like writing for them. Sure. Sometimes you hear that like, oh, this character was never even supposed to be in the series. Like Jesse Pinkman. He was just supposed to be in season one in Breaking Bad. And then they were just like, he's so fun to write for. Let's keep him around. And now you're like, I'm sorry, but the show wouldn't have worked without him. Would not have. So... Um, all right. What, do you reckon they had a chat to the hound when they had the zombie in the box and said, all right, mate, we're going to, um, you're going to need to jazz it up when you bring it out. I actually, I was thinking that like the way also, um, Jon Snow knew when to step in and, um, it was it, who lit the flame? Was it Jorah who lit the flame? I think so. Was, and like, they all knew, like yeah. I can imagine they were rehearsing it. It was like, like back on the boat. It was like the apprentice when they like the team <laughs> yeah. has to present to the execs. Dragon's Den. Yes. Because <laughs> yes! Jon Snow's doing the killing display now to kill it. It's yeah. very easy. Fire or dragon, uh, dragon glass. Exactly. Do you have a PowerPoint prepared it as well? Yeah. Amazing. And Cersei wasn't having any of it. And she went just so hard with the just being such a negative dick. Which is so out of character for her, I right? Know. I don't know why I'm <laughs> angry about that. Um, what did Tyrion say to Cersei? Because it was largely, she just, can you remember they had that altercation, which was so heated, by the mm, way. That was a really good scene. Did you think when she threatened to kill, when Tyrion said, all right, kill me now? For a second, I thought, oh, The no. people I was watching it with were like, Tyrion's going to die. This is it. But, and also because he had that scene with Jamie beforehand. Yeah. But I was just like, I feel like I can sense it now. 
feel like I can get a feeling like, oh no. I didn't get an oh no feeling. Yeah, I, well, I got the same feeling with Jamie. I thought Jamie was going to cop it from Cersei as well. Well, yeah, because she kind of nodded yes! to the mountain and he drew the sword. Yeah. That was a nod, right? I thought, and then when he didn't kill him, I was like, why are you following orders? Because I yeah. thought that was an affirmative kill. I thought there was a distinct nod. Mm. Um, But maybe it wasn't. Well, I don't know. Been, looking, looking back, unless he was just being insubordinate. But he's a zombie. He's a zombie. He's got no wherewithal about him at all. True. Um, did you notice that it was interesting to see the hound and the mountain come together? Because everyone on the internet, Clegane Bowl, wants them to fight. Please explain that. So they're brothers, right? Yeah. Now, just a real quick refresher, just lightning fast, because otherwise we'll go far off track, don't you reckon? Yeah. Just how they, how, are they, do they like each other? No, because the reason um, all the scars are on the hound's face is because the mountain as a child held him in the fire. Shit! That's why he hates him so much. Ah! And that's why he spent the first four seasons being an angry, angry, angry man. But then his time with Sansa and Arya mellowed him out. And also, like, you know, going off to become a holy man and all that sort of stuff. He's kind of chill now. He's got a bit more perspective. But he still probably really wants to kill his brother. But then he said something like, you know who's coming for you. Or something like that. Yeah, so you don't know what what that was about. I don't know. Well, I guess it's just a juicy threat for the next season. But God, I I mean, the best one I could come up with in the moment was Arya. But what? what, Hound wouldn't fear... Arya, yet. Does he know how far she's advanced with her killery? Well, the thing is, is Arya was like a badass warrior girl. When they hung out like the odd couple. But then she's gone away and actually trained. I think maybe he's like, he's got that whole like almost fatherly thing where he's like, that's my girl. Like, I know she'll grow up to be a great warrior. Yeah. You know? How, um, how proud would Ned... We're going all over the place. We really say. are. But how proud would Ned Stark have been when uh, Arya and Sansa uh, are having a debrief after the whole Littlefinger thing? Oh. That was beautiful, right? Yeah. We've spoken at length here in this room, Dino, yeah. about um, Arya and Sansa and how much they hate each other and how much they like each other. Um, I I was thinking, when did they hatch the Littlefinger plan? And Bran must have been involved as well. In terms of inside intel from his mind. And he was sitting there next to it. Yeah. And no one in the whole room was shocked by it, except for Littlefinger. So everyone was in on it. Yeah, true. No one spoke up. Like, everyone must have been in on it. Yeah, Did I'll- they plan it at the very start when they were all sitting next to the tree together? Yes. I kind of like not knowing. I'm okay with that, right? You are Yeah, too. same, yeah. Um, also, how pathetic was it when Littlefinger tried to flex his uh, authority? Take me away now. I am blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'll be leaving now. Uh, no, you won't. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. Yeah, I loved seeing him go through the motions, mm. like try every tactic in the book. Yes! And by the end, he was just like, okay, I can't convince her. I can't use authority. I can't use this. And then he just starts crying. The fight or flight took over. Yeah. And it, yeah, that's, that's such a, such a great point because every trick he pulled out, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, let's talk in private. I loved your mother. I love you. Yeah! I only tried to protect you. I did what I had to. Just uh, all of them. And yeah. it's like, and then he's just crying on his knees. And you were like, yes, that's... That is who you are. Bang! And and strike! Cut him just below the neck. Like? To keep... Like Caitlyn Stark 
but to keep his face intact. Oh, damn. So well maybe done. my theory still works. Do you reckon Arya's going to whack on that face, go to Westeros and have a rip of time? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Littlefinger will go south. Yeah. yeah. Um, who knows? Probably not, to be honest. I think it's just wishful thinking. Although I will say yes. that in that scene, yes. when they were in the Winterfell Hall and you could see Sansa and all the guards and Arya in the middle, my brain was going, where's Littlefinger? Yeah. He's not in the room. But no, it was he was. I was just, just wishful thinking. <laughs> we, we can't be too smug about picking that. I think a lot of people were pretty. Yeah, I mean, it was a fifty-fifty, wasn't it? It was yeah. either. I mean, it was either their sibling rivalry was real uh, and a pretty basic one, like you know, uh, especially you were... given the stakes. Yeah, uh, or it wasn't. Yeah. It was a coin toss, and I would say wasn't is a far more exciting for storytelling because it involves double crosses and all this sort of stuff. But also, it's kind of true to the characters. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, you know, Sansa has always just been like, yes, yes, Littlefinger, whatever. You know? Like, she's like, especially in the last few seasons, she's really just told him, like, piss off, you creep. Yeah. And for her to just suddenly be like, okay, yep, I agree with you. Yep, 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 I'll kill my sister. Great. It was really a stretch. You know, it's a scene that we're never going to see, but I wish TV shows in general did this. Sansa and Arya telling Jon Snow what they did, just from an excited yeah, point of view. Yeah, yeah. guess what we did? Yeah. That would be just a cool scene. Oh, man. There'll be a lot of that. Just speaking frankly, you know what I mean? I can't wait for the moment where um, Samuel Tarly and Jon Snow meet up and Sam's like, John, John, there's something I have to tell you. And John's like, oh, no, I'll go first. <laughs> Mate, guess what? I fucked the Dragon Queen. How cool is that? That's awesome, right? Why aren't you high-fiving me? What? Mate, what is it? Sit down. <laughs> oh, man. I know. Let's go back to the dragon pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are, we are freewheeling. We are the freewheeling hey, Dean and Dan right now. Last episode. Podrick uh, yeah. the poor bugger. Why did they, <laughs> he didn't get to watch any of the fun. At the start of the scene, they're like, Podrick, let's take a walk, mate. What was all that about? Really? Oh, I would have been furious. How much cool shit happened in that half an hour? <laughs> you got a zombie demonstration. Uh, a killing the zombie demonstration. Yeah, Podrick's basically, I think, just around us to die. I yeah. can't see what else he serves the plot for. Yeah, and, and dick references. They always reference his... His, his megadong. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I liked the bit where... Um, <laughs> John and Daenerys were talking and Daenerys was like, I can't have kids. And John's like, who told you that? And she's like, the witch that murdered my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just calls it. He's like, that is not a reliable source of information. <laughs> that was the first great like example of someone like just calling it what yeah. it is. And the other good one was where <laughs> Bran goes, I'm the three-eyed raven. And Sam goes, I don't know what that means. <laughs> You're like, yes, it's finally beautiful. someone's just calling it. Again, oh. is that that's TV writers. That's TV yeah, writing. Yeah, yeah. But who cares? I'm going to stop whinging about that. All right, Euron Greyjoy. What the, <laughs> what the hell was he doing? So, yeah, I mean, well, obviously Euron was there to do a public display of anger, leave, and that way no one would suspect that he was still working for Cersei. Because you know, because yeah, Cersei was like, well, but there's two parts to it, right? Because Cersei was like, he's not going back to his island to Escape. surrender. Yeah, he's going back to collect the Golden Company from Essos, mm. who are going to be her new soldiers. Because have she they can been referenced it. before? Were they a convenient a little thing? bit, a bit convenient? They're in the books though, okay. but they're a bit convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of explains all the Iron Bank stuff. Yeah, okay. So it was kind of like she'd probably said to him. Flare up. Yeah, make it really obvious you're bailing on me. 
But the whole Theon thing, mm. did he know that Theon was going to be there? That might have been a bit of improv from him. Maybe. Theon. There's an interesting uh, conversation between him and Jon Snow. He really wanted redemption, and Jon kind of gave it to him in a sense. Yeah, I mean, to say, like, you're, you're, you're not Stark, you're not Greyjoy, you're both. Yeah. Do you always find, I find it interesting that Greyjoys have the word joy in their name? Yeah. They're like the least joyful oh. people in the oh. whole series. They're a rough bunch. They just sit in this damp castle oh. on a rock in the sea, <laughs> and occasionally they go Vikinging. Yeah. And then hook up with their family members. But I mean, yeah, everyone does. Everyone does. That's true. So I like how does. it's okay now. Yeah. That is it. That's kind of what I was saying about like the show's opinion of incest. How, like, in season one, where we saw Daenerys and her brother, and also Jamie and Cer- Cersei, and it was always negative versions of incest. Mm. And now that it's happening, everyone on the internet's like, yay. I think it was really important that you found out about. John's true parents and him being a Targaryen before you saw the sex scene because yeah. it'd be really creepy for them to be like, here's the, the couple you've been rooting for the whole time just going at each other and then the next scene and here's why it's gross. Yeah, yeah, totally. Speaking of uh, those little interactions between characters that haven't seen each other in Yonks. Yep. Brianna Tarth and Jamie Lannister. Ooh. Fuck loyalty, is what she said. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, which I guess is a, something that a lot of characters probably debate with in their heads. Whereas someone like Jon Snow is like, I bent the knee to the queen and now I have to stand by her and all this sort of stuff. Whereas it's like, Jesus Christ, mate. Mm. Like Tyrion says, you could have lied. Yes. You could have just lied. And I think Brienne was kind of saying a similar twist on the same thing. She's like, screw loyalty, man. Like... No, but I loved I loved Jon Snow's uh, explanation for why he didn't lie, and I think that's very relevant in the current political climate in America. <laughs> After a while, if you just lie so much, words don't mean anything anymore. Yes, yeah. So you reckon that was a bit of anti-Trumpianism? Maybe, but they snuck that, in. That's such beautifully put because I honestly don't know what to believe anymore because of Trump politically. Like mm. what you do, he's a yeah, just always the worst. Just always go for the worst. But I just it. love how John Snow's going, no, you're going to have some gauge of the truth. May as well be that gauge. Um, yeah, and it's, I mean, but another thing they always say in the books, I don't know if they've said it much in the TV show, is this idea, um, this phrase, words are wind. Right. They always say that, words are wind, okay. which means, obviously, like, money talks, bullshit walks. Like, if yep. you, you can say whatever you want, yep. but it comes down to your actions. Yep. Um, so... And I think, yeah, I think someone like Jon Snow is just sick of that. Yep. He's like, for God's sake, can we just me- say what we mean? All but right. maybe that's a that maybe that's an example of him being a bit naive. Mm. Mm. Okay, so Reek, he wants his sister back. He wants to rescue his sister. The boys are about to leave on a boat to go do some awful things on an island, to like just find a tribe and take their women. Yeah, awful. Rick goes down to stop the gang. Hey, let's go let's go rescue my sis. Yeah. Not before a fight. Yeah. <laughs> with Brendan Cowell, the old Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, really, like, it was pretty cool. It was very TV again where he gets kicked in the nuts several times. <laughs> and he smiles as if to say, I don't have any nuts. Keep, keep going. I mean, he is lightly insane because he's sort of been through so much with Ramsey. So yeah. you can imagine him just like with the thrill of battle going through him and finally standing up for something. He's like, eh, see, I don't have any nuts. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. But, um, I, I mean, it could be, you could see it as symbolic mm. that in losing his manhood, he has found his true self. Okay. He's more man than he ever was kind of thing. 
Yep. Or it could just be a bit of a joke, like, can't kick me in the nuts, yeah. boing. Maybe that's why the Unsullied can't be defeated. Yeah, Because none of them have nuts. Yeah, you, you can't do anything to me, I've got no nuts. Yep. Um, but no, what, what, <laughs> That's their motto. The thing that annoyed me about that <laughs> was the idiots around them fighting her, they're like, no, screw you, Theon, oh, you won the fight. Arr! And they all cheer in unison, it was like the Simpsons, as you were saying. Yeah, it's, it's, all the extras in this show are always just like the, the people of Springfield. Like yeah. you say to them, like, um, you hate this. They go, boo, we hate it. Yes. And then it's like, but you like this now. We like it. Yeah. Yay. Like they just join in. Like when Euron's like parading through town in episode three and everyone's like, yay, this is our favorite person now. Yeah. Yeah. Bit, um, a bit annoying. But look, there's so many moving parts. Got to give them a Maybe that's how everyone thinks these days. Maybe. Maybe. So what did you think of the whole... Um, John and Daenerys and the reveal and the flashback to the marriage and all. I got goosebumps when I was watching the wedding, but maybe it's because I've, you know, researched these theories. I, up and, I up loved and down. how they delivered the explain cross with them hooking up. I will say that I didn't see sexual chemistry between them before this episode. I do you think that's just because of? But do you think that's just because of what they're like as actors? Maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, that's definitely why there was the scene at the end of the last episode where he was lying in the furs and. She was sort of standing over him, and he was like, "I'll be your prince, and I'll be I'll bend the knee, and all this sort of." Because even then, I just saw family warmth. I didn't see lust. <laughs> I didn't. I just saw a nice exchange. What was Tyrion doing? And did he did he walk oh, in on the man. banging? That was so weird, wasn't it? Do you know what happened straight after that? He walked out with his tail his tail between his legs, sad, and then he walked straight into Jorah's room. Yeah, said, sit down, mate. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to like this, Jorah. The rejects. And Dario as well has just come <laughs> over as well. Yeah. Pour yourself a drink. You're going to be spewing. You, you cured Grayscale to hook up with this girl. Oh, man. Don't go in that room. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go in there. That boat's a rocking. Don't go a knocking. <laughs> um, did you... When I first... They, they first did the flashback to the wedding. Yeah. I thought it was Daenerys' brother from season one. So did I. I, was I know so it was so confusing, wasn't it? Clearly it, not. It was his. Well, it was the other brother, brother, the older brother? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit older. Yeah, for them. Because remember when um, Robert's rebellion happened, the yep. big battle where the Lannisters and Baratheons defeated the Targaryens, mm-hmm. and Robert took the throne, and Jaime killed the Mad King. Um, Rhaegar as in Jon Snow's real dad, was old enough to fight in that battle at that point, so he would have been right, okay. maybe like. In his 20s or whatever. Sure. Whereas Daenerys was literally just being born yep. at yep. that moment. That's what was confusing me, that that uh, gap in age. But it makes mm. perfect sense when you put it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it is weird because everyone's like, oh, my God, they're brother and sister. It's like, well, no, they're auntie and nephew. Yep. And it's like, what? How does that work? And you're like, well, I mean, if everyone's getting pregnant when they're really young because it's the middle ages. Yeah. Yeah. Psycho Cersei. She's lied to the committee. Yeah. She's put on a, a false front. She's mm. gone back to her room and just given Jamie an earful. I mean, again, it's predictable. Like, you wouldn't think that she would, like, just turn around and be like, okay, cool, I'll side with them. She's going to fight till the very end for her family or whatever, even if she kills them all in the meanwhile. Mm. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. She... Jamie is all she had left. Why? Why push him away? Is she? Is this what? Is this what the mad happened with the Mad King? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you start finding any enemies everywhere, in the end, you have no allies. Yeah. Um, but I mean, she could have killed him. 
man, I thought he was done and yeah. it would have been so powerful. Yeah, but I think he's still got something to do. I think he's still got a part to play. I, I think I agree with you. This app was just missing that one gut-wrenching thing. Mm. And that would have come with Tyrion or, Jam- or Jamie copying a blade. Mm. That really would have just sent me into a deep something. Yeah, I again, I say there was heaps of like huge stuff, um, but none of it was like, oh my God, what? I was like, yes, yeah. yes. Like with the reveal, like it was one thing I found interesting yeah. was to finally, I feel like I understand where Bran is coming from now because when he, him and Sam met up mm. right at the end, um, S- Bran was like, oh, I found out something about Jon Snow. He's a he's not a snow, he's a sand. And that was kind of what Bran thought. It wasn't so much, oh my God, everything is different. It was just, he's actually a Dornish bastard, not a northern bastard. Right. Right? So, because his parents aren't who he thinks he is. That'll be funny when he gets back. I'll tell him about it. Whereas Sam was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. Mm. If you're saying that Lyanna and Rhaegar are John's parents... I've got proof that they were actually married at the time. Yeah. So he's not just some bastard. He's a proper, true-born Targaryen heir to the throne. Yeah. Because it goes Mad King Eris, and then his first ki- su- his first son was Rhaegar, and Rhaegar's first son was Jon Snow. Okay, that's cool. So it, it skips the whole line across to get to Danny and goes to the first son. Shit. So that's kind of, and then I think Bran was like, whoa. Okay. And also, we kind of learned that Bran's powers... Are limited. Are limited. He doesn't just know everything all the time. Yeah. He has to actually actively seek out. Yep. So, I mean... I just like having... I like to know the rules. Yeah. And we're slowly learning them, and you're kind of going, okay, now I get it. And also, if you then add in the fact that um, Bran was obviously scheming with Arya and Sansa to stitch up Littlefinger, yep. because the, between the three of them, they had everything they needed. Mm-hmm. Like Sansa had Littlefinger close and um, had such a grudge against him. Arya had the killing power, yep. and Bran had the the smoking gun. Like Bran yeah. could like go back and go, "Oh yeah, look, this is what he said to Ned." And together they could stitch him up. Together they're the perfect team. We just never saw them do the plan. They're like the Power Rangers, but way cooler and more gritty. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, let's go to the wall. Ah, yeah. So, again, I was like, it's pretty obvious that that's how it'll end, given they've got the dragon and they've reanimated it. And it's cool to see them break through the wall. Walk through. And then walk through. Beautiful. Yeah. And it's like, shit. Yep. Um, and that's kind of why they couldn't get through. So you got to wonder, was it worth losing a dragon for? Well, I mean, no. Yeah, because Cersei's not down for yeah. this. Yeah. So like, was... And it comes back to our idea of just fly a dragon over. And was, have a look and go, great. It was all for nothing. At yeah. This, at this point. I mean, but to them it's not because they think yeah. that Cersei's their ally. Also, I loved uh, from the Lannister point of view, them speculating about the third dragon. They didn't have definitive mm. answer either way, but they were like, how do we, where's well, the some, dragon? And they're like, someone has killed it somewhere. Yeah, but no, Jamie was like, for all we know, it's guarding some stuff. Ah, uh, but didn't Cersei say like, yeah, but so I don't reckon. I reckon it's been killed and I reckon we can kill it too. She said that, but Jamie kind of conceded. We yeah. don't know that. Yeah. But yeah, I like them being in the dark about some stuff. Mm. And it's a big one. It's a bloody dragon. But I mean, if Jamie's going north, because you know how he was sort of 
horsing off into the snow. Puts his gold hand in cognito, incognito, so people don't know who he is, I That's guess. That's the other thing I love about, we always forget about this show, is there's no photography. Mm. People can just, like, it's not like, you know, if someone turns up in your village, you can look up their Facebook profile and see their history. Yeah. They can just turn up and go, oh, hi, my name's Gavin. Yes. And you'll just be like, okay, g'day, Gavin, have okay. some ale. And then it's like, no one knows it's secretly the Kingslayer. People know that Tyrion has a big scar on his face, like with those yeah, guards he ran into. Yeah, yeah. That was really interesting. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's a really awesome point. But a lot of people can just go around under the radar, just yeah. slip a glove on and become a new person. The symbolic snowflake on the glove. Yeah. So if he's travelling north and he knows Cersei's true plan, he could conceivably get to Winterfell and tell them. It just can't be that simple with Jamie. He's like, I just can't see him riding up saying, I'm on your team now. Can you? Well, I don't know. It's just he's had so many opportunities to Go betray good. Cersei, yeah, and he hasn't. Mm, and it's all, been, it's all been written away as just the things you do for love. You know what I mean? Yep. I feel like now he's gone far enough that that's it. He's done now. I'd like to think that. You reckon he's still... Well, just still? No, I don't think he still particularly has an allegiance to Cersei, but I just don't think it's as easy as him switching sides. He's always looking after him sort of thing. I just, I think there's going to be a third option, which I don't know. Ah, I reckon season five, six, and seven could have just been one kick-ass season. Mm. And, I mean, I, I still say that they stretched out season five because they thought maybe George was going to put another book out and they didn't want to get too many spoilers out there. Yep. Um... But George, for some reason, refuses to write them. Then this season, they were like, it's going to be the craziest season ever. But to be honest, mm. look at where we started and where we finished. Yep. I kind of thought, yep, here's what's going to happen this season. Um, the Daenerys and John are going to meet for the first time and they're going to get it on and then people are going to realise that they're actually related. Um, and that played out over the whole season. But that's what's happened. We're going to see um, dragons finally be dragons. Dragons fighting on Westeros soil for the first time ever. Yep. And we've seen that. Um, I reckon the Night's King is going to turn a dragon somehow. He's going to lure one over the wall mm-hmm. and he's going to turn it. I didn't know if that would be the key to getting through the wall. Mm-hmm. In the book, there's a lot of talk about magical horns that if you blow, the wall falls down. Oh. Yeah, there's like three different horns. Like Seems like a shit design flaw. Yeah, Euron's got a horn, Man's Raider has a horn, and all of them reckon it's the magic horn that's going to oh. bring the wall down. Yeah, it's really weird. There's this whole theory of horns. There's so much stuff in the books that you're just Phallic. like, yeah. I was saying the other day, I was like in the book, um, so you know how Daenerys, when she was over in Marine, yes. she had... Um, Baristan Selmy and um, Dario Naharis as like her swordsman kind of guys. In the books, there's a third guy called Strong Belwas. (laughs) Strong Belwas? B-E-L-W-A-S. Strong Belwas. And he's just like, he doesn't even wear armour. He just like wears a little like vest and has like all these scars all over him from where he always lets his enemies give him one wound. Really? And like he's this big fat dude, like kick-ass sword fighter. And he's also just always hungry and the way that the sons of the harpy try to attack him (laughs) is they poison the buffet (laughs) at the dragon pit and he's like oh strong bellwass loves fried locusts yeah 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 Oh man, that's amazing. But there's so much stuff in the books and you're just like it just is so different to the show. There's like this crazy jester character. Really? Yeah, who like runs around in the Riverlands. 
um, and has like two like flails that he swings around. Yeah. But um, yeah, I do. I, I it's interesting to see where we're going. You know, I feel like this series started and it was all like, this isn't like other fantasy series. This is different. Ned Stark can just die or whatever. But it's like, no, nah, it is kind of like all of them. There's like the beautiful young princess. There's the brooding hero who doesn't want to be a hero and grows up in obscurity, but there's then the, finds out. Yep, the they're, 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 but they're star-crossed lovers. Yeah. They're star-crossed lovers. They can't be together. And it's not like Romeo and Juliet where they're from different families. Yeah. They're from the same family. Yeah. You know, there's the twist and there's, you know, um, like you said, the anti-hero who yeah. isn't who you'd expect, who uses his cleverness and all this sort of stuff. So it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see if there's twists to come or if it all just neatly resolves itself. Also, it's going to be hard to start again just for fun to watch them all again. Oh, yeah. Pace-wise, because the first one to three seasons, quite slow, magnificent, but quite yeah. slow. And then you get to this season, it's like, pow, 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 pow. Yeah, but conversely, so much shock deaths. Yeah. People are constantly dying in the first three seasons. Um, Viserys Targaryen, Ned Stark, um, Carl Drogo... Um, Oberyn Martell just dying in amazing ways, crazy ways, Joffrey, all this sort of stuff. Yep. Whereas now we've got a whole season and really we've only seen two major deaths. True. Which is um, Elena Tyrell and Littlefinger. Like, I don't count Viserion the dragon. No, don't and count. I don't count Thoris of Mere. Don't count. Exactly. So really, pow, 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 heaps of stuff happening. But I did it? It's, we're just getting to where we're going to go, and I feel like if we just get a tidy, here's your fantasy novel ending, I don't know. It'll be interesting. You could think Michael Bay directed this entire episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a show. Yeah. Jesus, we have to wait forever. Oh, my God. It could be over a year until we oh, do this again. Oh, I love that show so much. I know. Should read the books. 